All right, all right. Welcome everybody to the third banner pod. I know uh, you know you're joining us on somber circumstances considering the game tonight. Uh, after the game tonight, you've got me, uh, Ash, I'm Ash with Kyle uh, on on the pod tonight. So kind of a somber mood. I know like uh, Kyle, you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head being talking about the weather all week long and how worried you were and how, how it would affect us. I was really positive that, you know, Brom acknowledging his record in these type of games as far as coming off of those big victories that he was going to be able to impress upon the team uh, the the necessary means to, to pull it out. But I don't like the game plan with the weather, and you hit the nail on the head as far as Brom game plans in these types of weeks. So what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I've, I, can't, I won't sit here and say I thought we'd lose by 17. I won't even say I necessarily thought we'd lose. I did predict we would pull it out by six, but I was always worried that we could lose this game. And it's not that I think on most weeks we are we are a far better team, I think, under most circumstances. But to me, this was trap stew. It had trap stew written all over it. It had all the ingredients for trap stew, you know. If you're going to make a, a, a recipe of trap, you know, let's throw in a big win and then go to the road on a team that had a bye week uh, that is struggling, so you may not take them as serious. Then let's throw in some terrible weather. Let's mix in a quarterback that's new and can like you can't really game plan for him. None of these are excuses, by the way. Uh, first off, I do I don't want to be one of those fans. I see podcasts that are small and upstarting like ours that tend to just give all the credit to shooting yourselves in the foot. They don't give the other team credit. We made a lot of mistakes tonight. We're going to get into all of that. Mm -hmm. But Pitt took advantage of the mistakes. I'm not going to say Pitt played bad. I'm not going to say that we beat ourselves, although we made plenty of mistakes. Like I said, we're going to get in the – I do think we could have won this game and probably pretty easily if we would have stuck to a certain game plan. We didn't do that. And Pitt took advantage of that. So credit to Pitt. Unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of their coach. He's up there with Karen Clawson for me. And tonight has nothing to do with that. It didn't help because he was whining about every little call as usual. But he outcoached Jeff Brom tonight. I can't sit here and deny that. So I do want to get into that real quick. Some key observations that I saw tonight. Uh, and I see somebody in the chat saying it's Plummer's fault. Actually, I'm going to get into that and why I don't think it's Plummer's fault. <laughs> I'm not saying Plummer played well. I think this is solely, and, you know, I love Coach Braum being here. I love Jeff Braum being here. But this game plan is solely on Jeff Braum. Jack Plummer has never been good on the road in his career and not here either. And we put that man in a position to throw 52 passes in a monsoon. Make it make sense. Because Maurice Turner was averaging seven yards per carry. How many carries do you think that man got? He got 12. He got 12 carries. 12 carries averaging seven yards. Jack Plummer threw the ball 52 times. Let me get into some 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 real key Break it down for us. issues that I had with this game. So I think when we lost the game, it was in the first half we were up 14 to 7. And I'm going to get – I know we didn't score in the second half, and I'm going to explain why I think we lost in the first half despite being up at halftime. We're up 14-7. to seven. 
We've got the ball. Maurice Turner rips off like a 30-yard run. He rips off another two good runs. Then we get the first and 10. We're at like the 15-yard line. We pass the ball. Okay, incomplete pass. What do we do on second down and 10 inside their field? We pass it again. Then what happens? Well, Jack Plummer goes back to throw it, makes a terrible decision. He ends up fumbling the ball. We went from being up 21 to 7 to giving up a score. Yes, we scored again before the half, got up 21 to 14. But the reason why I say that's the moment we lost the game, in my opinion, was because Pitt came into this game one and four. What did I say in the other in, in the pregame episode? I said, you gotta get up big early on a team like this because they will fold. They will fold if you get up two, three possessions. They will fold like a tent because they're used to losing and they're just going to go, well, here we go again. But what you don't want to do is give a team like that life. So there we are, up 14-7, at like the 20 or 30, between the 20 and 30-yard line, and we pass it twice on first and second down. That's when the fumble happens. That's when we lost. Jaws being out sucked. I see that in the comments. But it doesn't. Turner averaged seven yards a carry. He just didn't get yeah, the ball enough. Isaac Rindo had a good first half. He only averaged three yards a carry, but that's deceiving because he got short yardage touchdowns and yeah, he got short yardage first downs. And then we just quit giving him the ball. We ran it 52 times. Another big key play I didn't understand. I actually didn't mind that we went for it on fourth and inches at our own 35. But what I did not like was the fact that we lined up in the shotgun and ran and handed it off out of the shotgun. Why not just have the quarterback fall forward for a couple of inches? He's a tall quarterback, and if you don't believe he can do that, why not put Isaac Grindo under center, have him directly catch the ball under the center, and just fall forward? You think they're really going to stop Isaac Grindo from getting a few inches? But instead, you trust the center there to just fall forward. Yeah, you fall forward when you've only got a half yard or less to get. Yeah. Instead, we handed it off in the backfield of a shotgun. And that's just that's not a play I would run on fourth and inches at your own 35. So that really costed us. Uh the interception where Callaway threw him a little bit threw it a little bit behind him after he made a great catch. Jack Plummer threw it a little bit behind him, and they intercepted that. Why why would why would we not run the ball on first and 10 from like we're at like the 35 yard line again just not enough running not enough running that's and they kick in the field goal that was another one kicked a 47 yard field goal in a monsoon that's a good point Greg because I brought that up in our live chat where we all talked during the game like it's a 47 yard field goal in a monsoon your odds yeah, of making that are so low um, just a lot of baffling calls, man. And I mean, that, I can't people blaming Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer is who we thought he was on the road. Why was he put in a position where the game was solely put into his hands? Yeah, he he's can't not, do that. It's not man. what he's built for. I don't know. I don't know, man. What I, don't answer, did you get to, I know you didn't get to see a whole lot of it because you were having, I don't know if you were having like server issues or what was going on. I, I one I got home late uh, today. Um, I was thinking the game was at six thirty my time, and it was six thirty Eastern. So I, I ended up getting home late, uh, and first quarter was almost over, and then uh, scrambling to get stuff done to fix yeah. dinner and that kind of thing. So 
not really any excuses, just time happened, happened, you know, um, and then trying to get things done around the house, but while the game was on and, um, but when I was in and out, it was like every now and then I'd come in and it'd be like an obvious, like kind of what you were saying, it seems like a kind of obvious, you know, we need to just kind of run the ball and keep controlling the, the ball. And it, it, yeah. we were just kind of throwing in weird situations. It, it's like he was trying to be too cute. And like, oh, they're not going to expect us to be throwing the ball here, so we're going to do that and hope to catch them off guard. Yeah. Um, man, Rash just keeps his feet on that one throw in the fourth quarter, man. He'd have, he'd have had a, a long touchdown run. Well, and that was a key play, and I don't know if you're talking about the same one I am, where it was like third and one, we did play-action fake, threw it to him. Yeah, threw over the middle. Plummer missed him in a way. Like, really, it was a hell of a catch. Plummer missed him. I mean, he threw it about two yards over his head, and luckily Jamari just reached yeah, far really out as he got, got it. But, I mean, yeah, and then what happens after that? Turnover. So, it's like we couldn't get any big plays going. But, again, we really didn't need to. Like, honestly, I wanted us to go into this game passing it 15 to 20 times in a monsoon, rely on your running backs. Did mm -hmm. I know Jawar was going to be out? No. But when I look at the stats here, the running backs, especially Maurice Turner, I'm not understanding what we did wrong in the run game that that made him panic so much. I just, and this is not, you know, this has been going on, and it finally bit us in the ass tonight. Because against IU in the second half, we abandoned the run too soon. Against North Carolina State, we abandoned the run, and we barely got out of those games alive. And I'm not sitting here saying you never pass the ball. I'm not saying that you don't keep a defense honest. I'm not saying that at all. I don't want to become – a run only team, but in a monsoon against a team who is not stopping you running the ball. And I understand like on the play, for example, when he threw it a little bit behind Callaway, Callaway tried to catch it, dropped it, but it was a little bit behind an interception. I understand it. I can't guarantee we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have not turned it over if we ran the ball, but there's no sign or evidence that that would have happened. There's plenty of evidence to show that Jack Plummer throwing the football on the road, especially in these conditions, could likely lead to a turnover. So, again, my biggest takeaway from this game on offense is why why, why did we not – why did we put everything on Jack when yeah, he's not built for that? And why do we not play – to the weather like the weather you got to adapt to the weather the weather doesn't adapt to you you have to adapt to the weather credit to pat narduzzi he adapted to the weather he put his quarterback in a position to where he could make key plays i don't think we brought enough pressure and i i don't understand like when we get inexperienced quarterbacks because we did the same thing against i use an experienced quarterback i think we think well if we can rush four and get there that'll be enough and then we can drop guys back have extra guys back there I don't like that. I think you pressure, you bring the house on an inexperienced quarterback. Now, they, he did some, but I just I, there were way too many plays I noticed where we just pinned back deep and the quarterback tore us apart doing that. He was a when game was manager a tonight, but he made a couple of real big plays too. So props to him. Yeah, props the quarterback that played tonight looked a lot better than the guy they've been uh, playing. And I forget his name. I apologize. but Yeah. Uh, Jerkovic, or yeah, Jerkovic. Um, yeah, yeah, quarterback tonight did well, didn't really know what to expect. First two or three series, he looked absolutely terrible, and we we click quickly realized it was just nerves, I think, and getting acclimated to the conditions. 
Um, but I would say after that play where he bombed it and, and he threw it over Jarvis Brownlee's head and they got that touchdown, that's about the time I would have been ramping up some pressure because he proved right yeah, then he I can agree. make throws. And we just didn't do it enough. We did it a few times, but not enough. We just let him sit back there. And I just I don't understand when you get an experienced quarterback, you want him making quick decisions. Right. You want him you to want feel the heat. Uh and I mean, I don't think they had any turnovers tonight. I don't think they had any. Obviously, we no, had so. we had at least three, and Jack Plummer had all three of them. But again, you know, it's kind of like Jason saying down here. I don't understand people saying a bench plumber, he didn't play great. I don't see how well, I don't know about Brock. I don't think we should have ever put Jack Plummer in a position to throw 52 times in a rainstorm. I don't think anybody's saying to bench him. I think they're saying don't throw it all the time in that kind of weather. I think they're saying to just, you know, run the ball, pound the, you know, pound the run game and play well, off. I know what he's talking about. Than... There are people that think this game is on him mainly and that he's the but I mean, I don't think he was put in a position at all to succeed. Yeah, we didn't use use him in his strengths there. No, no, we did not use strengths. So I don't know, guys. Uh, let me. I'm gonna drop the link in here if anybody now. And I don't. I know in the past we've had a couple of people join us, and I left them on a little too long. But what I'll do, I promise you, if you get on here, I'm gonna provide the link. If you want to get on here and share your thoughts, I'll get you right off of here, just kind of like a call-in show. So that's where my inexperience in the past has come forward. But I'll get you off of here quickly. I'll let you share your piece if you want to get in here. Just vent. Just vent in a healthy way, you know. We're all frustrated. Um, this sucks. Yeah, it does suck. And, and I do appreciate everybody tuning in tonight because, you know, with with a loss, you could have just shut everything down and mm -hmm. gotten yeah. away from social media for the night. But yeah. appreciate you, you tuning in and, and getting our feedback on it and also pro providing your comments in the chat. And looks like we got somebody uh, joining us here. Uh, bring Ross on. We got Ross making a, an appearance. What's going on, guys? Ross. Go on, man. <laughs> that team is a bum <laughs> team, all right? Like, I'm not even going to make any excuses about how tonight went. Um, I know we were talking about it in the Discord in the first quarter, but to me, it was clearly obvious that the Brahms did not respect this pit team at all based on the game plan that we went in. Like they said, no, we're going to just throw the ball. We are going to throw the ball. We're going to keep throwing the ball and we're going to keep throwing the ball. And the thing is, is that had we executed well, that would have worked fine. But Jack did not have a great game. And that that's that stuff just it just kind of bit us, I guess. I mean, I, I, I really don't the the interception that that Callaway the the one there at the end, um, you know, yeah. Callaway was on a on an inside route. The ball was a little behind, but Callaway was turned around. He got his hands on it. Probably should have been caught. Why not the, run uh, it there? I yeah, mean, I would yeah, say run the I mean, ball there for sure. Actually, I mean, we're in their in territory. That, in that, in it's that first In that particular situation, I was actually calling for us to throw that ball. There were Jack made a lot of good throws to the outside tonight, and he seemed to have that going. So I'm not really sure 
we just did a lot of really silly things tonight. And I, I, and I don't know if y'all were able to hear it. Uh, uh, Jeff talked to Jody in the post game and he, he put this one on him. I don't yeah. think, I don't think Jeff's snake bitten when it comes to uh, winning rank, you know, big games and then coming down the next week. Like, I just really think though, that this was a one off situation where they kind of, they overthought the game plan a little bit. It should have just been pretty simple. And at the pick six, anybody that didn't see it, go back and watch. Yeah, I know that the, the, the DB literally ran our wide receiver, bumped him off his route as he was turning to get the ball. Like, he moved him for two or three yards. Like, so I'm not going to sit here and say, look, we were good enough to beat Pitt tonight, even with poor officiating, had we executed well. Okay. Like, we still could have won that game. But, you know, it is a situation where you let Pitt hang around and they hang around and hang around. And I heard you a second ago, Kyle, talking. Why in the world? why you did not just rack it up pressure all game like make that dude beat you in that kind of in that kind of weather make him throw mm-hmm. and beat you like there was a couple times we saw where he he got he got rushed his 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 clock got sped up and he made bad and he made bad decisions like so he he was feeling it a little bit at different times, even when there wasn't pressure there. So like I just don't I really don't understand. There should have been way more pressure. Uh, I you know I think the defense has a lot of blame to go in this tonight. Um, honestly, I, I just it was a poor defensive play calling and and the and the the game plan on offense was just not great. You know, and then you get down, and then you have, and then Jack has to make throws and has to make plays. Right. That's, you, then he that's, has to throw it. Yeah, it's like it's that's not a recipe for success. Okay. And I know some people would probably argue. Okay, you keep saying he throws it fifty-two times, but how many of those were at the end of the game? But my counter argument to that, my counter argument to that, if anybody does think that, maybe they don't, but I could see people saying that. My counter argument is we put him in a position where he had to do that. If we would have been yeah. running the ball and controlling the clock, uh-huh. we wouldn't have had to. And I haven't been dis- this disappointed in play calling since Scott Satterfield in the last UK game because I just talked about that on this pod, how pissed I was. at. No, wait, it wasn't on this pod. It was on a Twitter space Mm -hmm. thing with a few guys i was just talking about how pissed off i was because against uk we win that game if we keep running jawar jordan in them they couldn't stop us and we just abandoned it and that's exactly what tonight reminded me of just can't understand it i can't fathom it and so yeah at the end of the game jack Plummer throws an extra few balls that he probably wouldn't have had to but that's a direct result of the play calling up to that point of the game plan and and Macro, I, I see, I see your comment there. Yeah, our team does. Our O line likes to run block. I don't think they're a terrible pass blocking team by any means. They're not. They're not great, but they're not terrible. They're not great, but they're there's they're sufficient. I mean, they Jack's had a lot of clean pockets to throw from this year. He just made he's made some bad throws. That being said, the O line kind of got worked tonight, all the way around. They mm-hmm. they they didn't. They weren't blowing off the ball. They didn't control the line of scrimmage. 
in, in my opinion, uh, a guy like Garendo, like you saw a lot of times Maurice Turner and those guys were actually getting met right in the hole or even in the backfield at times where our, our, our running backs made good plays and were able to wiggle out and get extra yards. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what Garendo rushed for in this game, uh, what he finished with. But he had, I would 12, be he had 12 carries for 33 yards, but that's that's deceiving because he had a couple of, like, short yardage touchdowns and short yards first downs. So, I know people say, well, three yards per carry, but I don't think it's it quite that. It felt like a lot drive. more. That, that's what I was going to say. He felt like he was popping off four and five at a time. But that – I don't know. I mean, it's one thing. So, like – I'll go back to the game plan, like the offensive game plan. Like I could understand saying, no, we're not going to play Pitt's game. We're not going to slow this down. We're not going to take the air out of the ball. Like we're going to play our game. We're going to play to our strengths, but like, cause I mean, if you, if you do that, if you say, okay, we're going to run the ball, we're going to pound it. You're saying, okay, well, the score is going to be lower and we're going to, that's going to give Pitt a chance to hang around. But if you also are running the ball and controlling the line of scrimmage, you're also keeping Pitt's offense on the sidelines. Like it's going to be hard for them to score and they're a bad offense anyway. So I don't know, just a lot of stuff just didn't make sense tonight. It just really didn't. It it was all around just kind of bad game planning. And then on top of it, the team didn't execute the way we needed them to. So I don't know. I don't want to say it's all system failure. I mean, we still had a chance to win that game with nine minutes to go. We were down 10. Well, we could have won. I mean, honestly, we just did not. We didn't execute. We did well, not execute. Lo lo the long game. Now, listen, the long game, long term, you know, I didn't think any of us thought we were going to be six. No, I know on this pod, we all thought we were going to be four and two or five and one. I think five and one was what most of us guessed. So there is that, you know, we're six and one. We're, we might still be ranked. It's going to be close. We might not because Pitt is Pitt's a bad football team. We might be out of top They're 25. Bad. But, I mean, we still have a chance to win nine or ten games this year. Uh, there is that. Uh, but in the short term, it does suck because you get you, – you, what happens is you get ahead of the – you get ahead of the curve from where you thought you were going to be. So then you start looking at things. You, look, you start watching the score between Notre Dame and, and – play teams to see how good is Notre Dame going to play following hour when they're killing USC, at least last time I checked. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at teams like, okay, well, let's look at North Carolina, Florida state games. Cause you know, we need one of them to lose. You start thinking like that. You get your mind thinking like, what if we really do this? But I think what really happened is, and I brought it up on the pod I said, you know, which team – I said, I don't want us to get caught up in who we were against Notre Dame, a top-10 team with a raucous home crowd, arguably our best one ever. And I don't want that to be like who you think we're always going to be because we've also seen who we can be against Indiana. We've seen the second quarter against Georgia Tech, and we saw how we were against NC State. We did enough to win. We gutted it out. But we show that we're not this dominant team, especially on the road. So my hope was we were somewhere in the middle of that, and that that would be enough to get past Pitt. It wasn't, it was, and we it, and, and it we, was though we it was like. But the coaching is part of it. The play calling is part of it, Ross. Because against North Carolina State, we abandoned the run way too soon in that game. Yeah. Against IU in the second half, we abandoned the run way too soon in that one, and. 
it's like if we don't rip off a bunch of runs all at once, we we panic and we just start throwing it at will. And even sometimes when we are running it down their throats, like that, Ross, you probably weren't on here, but I think the time we lost this game, which it sounds weird to say, was when we were up 14-7, to we were running the ball down our throats. We get down in their territory around the 20 or 30-yard line, and then we throw two straight passes. The second one's where Jack Plummer ran 10 yards backward and fumbled the ball. They go down score, tied a game. Now, did we end up taking the lead again? We did. But the reason I think that we lost at that moment was because a team like Pitt is one and four. If you get up two or three scores early, they're going to lay down. What you did by keeping it within a score is you gave them life. Then we go out there, first play, first series, getting the ball. And instead of, you know, at the very least you punt it. If you're, I don't even mind that we went for it at our own 35, fourth and inches. I don't like going out of the shotgun. I don't understand why you ever thought we should hand it off out of the shotgun when you only needed a half yard at the most. And so that killed us. And that's the second game in a row where we've where we've opened up with the ball in the second half and laid an egg. You know, the first last time, you know, we it didn't didn't kill us. You know, Thrash fumbled at first play, but you know, our defense, you know, had the home crowd behind them. But we got to figure it out on the road. And I think our biggest road bugaboos, obviously Plummer not playing well on the road. But I think the biggest problem is our coaching staff doesn't coach well on the road. They haven't up to this point. And, I mean, tonight was the worst of the worst. But I think other nights you could have easily lost two with some of these decisions. And I just think they got to, you know, take a little pressure off of Jack Plummer on the road because he's not going to be that guy. He's just not. That's not yeah. his wheelhouse, man. He's not freaking Caleb Williams. He's just not that kind of dude. Which he, you know, he's not Drake May. He's not a dude you just put the ball in his hands on the road in a hostile environment. Go get us all the points you can get, man. That's not his game. It's better to set up the run and then open up the passing through the run on the road, especially in these conditions. Yeah. So I'm. I'm down to three percent, just like we were last post game. My phone's gonna die super fast, yeah. but I'll just—I'll end it by saying like those refs sucked. The the W the CW coverage sucked. Like everything about tonight just really sucked. And you know, I, the thing is, we could have played mediocre tonight, and we still should have beat that team. That's a bad pit team. Okay, so we play that game nine more times. We probably beat them all nine times. They're they're not a good team, and maybe, but I'm not willing to trash them because I know a lot of pods do that. I mean, like when I'm, they yeah, lose. I'm not going to do the. Whole they took advantage of it, man. Like they took advantage of the the game plan that we gave them. You know, they still yeah. have to convert. I mean, they dropped thirty eight on us, and I well, do yeah, think. I think coaching had a lot to do with that, but they took it. They outcoached us. That's what I mean. Twenty-one answered is pretty stout. They outcoached us. Well, Uh, and I hate to to, say that because I'm not a fan (laughs) of Coach Narduzzi. I'm not down to one percent. So I'll see y'all. Go Cars. Go Krogan. All right. See you, Ross. Thanks for being on. Anybody else wants to 
step in, join us for a little bit. Feel free. Well, Tamar Manners points out the 52 throws again. And I know that you said that some people were trying to make excuses about that, saying that it was because we were so far down. And really, until the last – No, I just figured they would. They didn't say it, but I'm always thinking what people are going to You're probably argue. right. <laughs> until the last few possessions, really we weren't in a position where it was must throw. So, I mean, what was it, 40 throws until we got to that point? So, like, it was still way too many throws. Too many. And then it put us in that situation. Yeah, you know what? Louisville on YouTube says, I pray we don't play on the CW. I couldn't find a game I had to watch on Facebook. You know what my biggest problem with the CW was? I, I have to look at the commercial length time. There is no way that that was just in my head. Commercials took twice as long. Commercial breaks did. The halftime seemed like it took 30 minutes. And maybe I'm wrong on the halftime and maybe just felt that way. But those commercial breaks were out of pocket. I don't understand why they had to take so long. Um, because that was a game I just wanted to end. It was just like the song that never ended. I mean, it took forever for that game to end. It took three and a half hours, and it was it was it was just it did seem way like a too long. long. Because I was able to I was able to catch more of the game than I should have while I was doing other things. So yeah, the game was it was long, like Couch House says. The game itself yeah. was long, but I do think a lot of that was those commercials, man. Like I know they stopped for a couple of reviews and stuff, but the commercial breaks were way out of pocket, and and you can't you can't run a football game with that many commercials. This isn't. You know, one of the reasons I like football is because it's not super slow pace. If you slow the game down that much, it's just boring. But uh, we didn't do ourselves any favors keeping the clock running since we kept throwing the football mm -hmm. and throwing a lot of incompletions. So there is that. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Props to them. They had a game plan. We didn't take advantage of what, what strengths we had, and they 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 gave, they took what we handed them, and they, they took it to the house. And – I, I just I don't want to keep repeating myself about the blitzing the quarterback. I just I don't know what's more egregious to me, just the the running thing, not running the football, or just not blitzing a rookie quarterback in this first game in a monsoon. Like we brought pressure a couple of times. It's just it's I just it's just frustrating, man. Like in the big picture, I want to make something very clear. Like the coaching staff still done a hell of a job. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm totally poo-pooing on Jeff Brom here. In this one game, I'm poo-pooing on him. I'm poo-pooing on him. Dang it. Somebody said Kentucky lost by the same amount, same score and all. I can't even – like, I can only celebrate Kentucky loss when we're undefeated we and win. beat a 1-4 and four team. We, I mean, we had a bye week coming up. That's what's frustrating, man. You have one four team. It was a trap game. I was scared about all week, as most of you listeners know. But we had it, man. We had a chance to go into seven and zero. You know, get healthy, focus on Duke. We get them at home. Most of the remaining schedule is at home. I guess it's like a double edged sword because in one way we didn't think we'd be here. None of us thought we were going to be six and zero. Most, I won't say none, but hardly anybody thought we'd be 6-0 in the top 15. But then you get there and you're like, all right, now you just got to beat Pitt to get to the bye week, and then you don't do it. That sucks because <laughs> that's not where that's not where I would have pegged our, our loss knowing how bad Pitt was, even though I've been worried all week we could lose this game, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> well, this is a little uh, solace here, Louisville on YouTube, saying we will be ranked going – 
into the buy and coming out of it. Well, I thought he said I misread that. I actually think we'll still be ranked coming out. I get of what buy. he's saying. He's probably saying like, well, no, you know, we could get pushed out of rankings for being off. You know, I've seen that. Yeah, I, I think if we'll we're still, ranked, we're going to be like twenty fourth or twenty fifth. Yeah, I, I think we'll still right be in that twenty twenty five range. I actually. I actually think we might not be ranked, and I hate I hate thinking that. But what what I'm looking at is, you know, people don't watch the game, especially they're gonna look at that score and go, "God, the I got spanked." Pretty bad three possession yeah. game against a one four team. I can see them. Especially just totally if you look at the box score and see that we were up twenty one fourteen at one point and then lost thirty eight to twenty one. It's like, yeah, and, you know, a huge swing. And and here's my thing: we have too many lapses, and we've had it all season. We have too many lapses where we go an entire quarter, entire halves without scoring at all. And again, that goes back to a lot of that does go back to play calling because I keep seeing the same common themes, which is where we just put the ball in Jack Plummer's hands and tell him to throw for it. I don't know if it's because Jeff Brahms used to Aiden O'Connell and his past quarterbacks he had at Western. He could just sling it all the time. That's not Jack Plummer's game. And it's never going to yeah. be his game, not on the road. It's never going to be his game. Well, so and, so you can't keep having these lapses like the IU second half, this second half. Like you can't just not score in a whole half with our explosive playmakers. You can't do it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't well, think it would have mattered if Jawar Jordan played. I mean, we averaged seven yards carry with with our. Who knows if we'd have given him the Maurice ball? Turner. So we wouldn't give him the ball. Is my guess. I mean, he just he he he'd get those twelve carries instead of Maurice Turner. So I, I don't know. Like I get that that now. I hope. I guess I want to know what's going on with him because, you know, I know we knew about Jamari Thrash, and then we knew he was going to end up decide at the you know today. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and play him, and he he had a hell of a game overall, uh, one of the few. And uh, but then we hear Joar Jordan right before we go on that he's not even going to play, which he played one series. Like, man, it just seems like like how many guys are we – like, it just seems like we can go into these games and then, like, anybody at any moment can be out right before the game starts. Like, all of a sudden you'll get on there and you'll hear, like, oh, Jack Plummer and Ashton Gelati are both out. And it's like, well, why are they out? And I know they don't want to disclose injuries, but, I mean, are we – is Jawar Jordan going to be out for a while? Is he going to be out just this game? What's going on? You know, that's kind of important, so – and you can't you can't waste opportunities when you start driving the field like that too. Like Dewan Meyer saying we screwed up the drive in the inside the thirty, and it's like had the missed field goal, the fumble, um, too many passes. Yeah, I mean we it, just that's what it comes down to. And I understand somebody made the argument in the Discord that the pass to Callaway was just barely behind him. Callaway was open. That's not the point. The point is the margin for error in a rainstorm passing the ball. As razor leads thin. to more turnovers. Like run the freaking football, and yeah, you could have turned it over running it, but at that point, we just didn't. I'm not sure if Doc was watching when you brought this up earlier, but that reemphasizes your point earlier about Turner having success carrying the ball, and then we just weren't going to. It's him a enough. Scott Satterfield syndrome against UK. That's what it is, and it's something I didn't expect to see. In the first three games, we ran the ball a ton. Well, the IU game. I don't remember if that was our third game. That that one we abandoned the run, it, it bit us, but we ran it a lot up to that point. But the last couple of games, we've really kind of tried to I don't know what we're doing sometimes. I Man. think we're I think we need to be a run first team. 
And then, you know, that doesn't mean that we run the ball 75, 80% of the time. I'm talking like 55, 45 here, but you need to be running more than your th- 59 freaking pass, 52, 52 freaking throws, man. Mm-hmm. 52 throws. It's not going to cut it. Thanks for joining, Doc. Glad to have you on. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you joining, man. So, I mean, where do we go from here? I guess you go into the bye week and hopefully you refocus and hopefully this yeah, coach hopefully looks at what they did in this game and says, you know, we've got to – if please, if we lose a game in the future, don't let it be the same way we almost lost to IU, the same way we almost lost to NC State, and the same way it finally bit us in the ass tonight. Don't let it be because we abandoned the run. Stop panicking. Stop panicking out there. So, I don't know. That just brings up lack of screens as well, which, you know, I didn't see a ton of this game, but I I feel like we haven't used screens that much all year, to be honest. So, as far as the ACC championship goes, the only way we stand a chance now is one of those two teams, NC State and Florida State, or, I mean, UNC and Florida State, excuse me. They'd have to lose two games, and we'd have to win out. I I don't see that happening. I don't know. We – I don't have as much confidence going to Miami. Uh, it seems like on the road we just we just don't have it, man. Until we prove it, I'm kind of skeptical at this point because this was the game. What did I what did I say going into this week? I can't remember my exact words, but I said the great teams are the ones that take a hangover week, a trap game, and they enhance their focus. They find a way to dig deeper and get more precise than they would against a Notre Dame. It's really hard to do though, and a lot of teams can't do it. And unfortunately for us. We didn't do it. So I just, I'd have to see it at this point on the road before I believe we're going to go out there with a sound game plan and, and be precise. The penalties and turnovers that we've had in these road games, it's just too much, man. And then the play calling, it's got to get better, man. It's got to get better. Uh, you play for 11 and 1, hope, hope and pray for Miracle to get in the CFP, is what Doc said. Man, It'd be a hell of a miracle. You'd have to have a bunch of two lost teams. There was a year where a bunch of teams lost two games. I I think it was the Lamar year when, you know, we folded down the stretch too. But I I might have the year wrong. But you'd have to have a year like that. You'd have to have a year where all these teams just all at once start losing two games. I don't see that happening. At the very – actually, the pinnacle I see is ACC championship game. But even that would require Notre or Florida State or North Carolina losing two games and us winning out. And I, I just, man, that's a tough, that's a hell of a situation to be in, man. So at this point, man, we I'm, for, I'm, I'm just hoping we, we end the season rank. That's my that's my new thing. In the season rank, two or three losses. That's a good starting point. That's a great starting point for Jeff Brom's tenure. Like the long term thing is not as bad as it feels tonight. It's not as bad as we, it feels tonight. And I think it just sucks because now the whole thing where we started to get bigger eyes and a bigger picture of what, what this could be, well, shit. It lasted what, six days. <laughs> six days of a what if. And now it's just like, all right, let's just uh, not suck. Well, we were all pretty sure of 10 and 2 after last week. And now it's like, ugh. Stumbled the first week out of that. I'm thinking nine and three. I'm thinking we lose to Miami, and I'm thinking there's another game we could just cough up. Ten and two, best case scenario, I think. And I hope I'm wrong, and I hope we go eleven and one. 
And eight but, wins would be a disappointment, in my opinion, at this point. But yeah, Tijuana eight wins is not. I think we need at least nine because you know we didn't want Scott Satterfield hanging around, and he won eight games a couple times. I'll, I'll give him credit for that last win against Cincinnati, even though I probably shouldn't. So that would Two be four down the stretch. I would feel so that would be eight eight wins. Uh, we we got Jeff Brom here to win more than eight games. So nine games will be fine. That would be fine. Uh, you know, um, 10, 10 wins or more would be great. I um, still feel like we'll win 10. Du- uh, Couch House says Duke will be a tough one. That will be absolutely right. They should be ranked coming in uh, to, to that game. Uh, T1 um, saying the season. I got you, T1. <sighs> oh, before the season. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I, I was thinking he was saying that was as of right now that um, – yeah, I never wanted eight even before the season. I thought, you know, we brought – I was hoping – I was thinking nine and hoping for ten, and that's still feasible. That's, that's what I'm saying. I think I think what we all need to do, and, I mean, listeners alike that may be in the same mindset, is remember what we were hoping for before the season, which was nine to ten wins for most of us. There's a couple of radicals that probably wanted 11 or 12 wins. I mean, it just didn't seem very realistic then. And I think getting the 6-0 and and beating Notre Dame kind of started having us all thinking on a different trajectory. But we're back where we were, and I think that's what we got to do tonight is look at the big picture. Go in a bye week, get Duke at home. You win that one, you're 7-1. and one. Yeah. I don't know what Duke did tonight if they won. If they did, then, you know, if they somehow beat Florida State, they'll be ranked really high. And if they even lose to Florida State in a close game, if they win tonight, I think they'll still come in the uh, the L N Stadium ranked. So it's a big game. It'd be a good win if you can do that. And you know, you're still right there. You're still right there. You know, you'll be back in the top twenty five if you're out of it at that point. So yeah. our biggest thing, I hope Duke is winning or won tonight. I'd have to look and see. I don't know. So, uh. UK yeah. lost tonight. I actually, this is going to be blasphemy on here, but I was kind of hoping they'd win. I wanted them to be a, a strong win, but they they seem to be kind of choking down the stretch too. Oh, uh, Couch House says they're up twenty four to three on NC State. So okay, so Duke's gonna Duke's gonna as long as they don't choke down the stretch, Duke will be ranked when they play us, even if they lose to Florida State. They just might not be ranked as high, but we're gonna get a top twenty five matchup. Uh, well, at least they'll be in the top 25. We may or may not be after this loss, unfortunately. But it's a big, it's a big chance that you know, seven and one with a couple of top 25 wins under your belt would be a good place to be. And big picture's not lost. Well, I think Tawan brings up a, a good point. Like he says, he's happy even with the loss. You know, coming into the season. If, you, if you'd have told me right now we'd be six and a, six and one with a win right. over Notre Dame, we'd be ecstatic with that. So mm-hmm. like we can't we can't get too down off of the game tonight. We just know what could have been, and that's why it sucks for tonight. Right, right, exactly. Well, you know, I think we've touched on this one enough. I don't think yeah. this is one you want to really go too long on. <laughs> I think the bye week probably I felt like I was starting to hammer a couple of points repetitively as well. I don't want to just be a broken record so yeah i think we're all on the same page wasn't our best night but you know the big picture's still here so that being said i appreciate those of you that tuned in tonight and uh 
get some sleep. Hopefully better days ahead. Uh, go cards. Go cards. Thank you all.